Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. hey it's Pat Boyle, and today on the Best of the DA Show, are the Arizona Cardinals in full tank mode? Woof. Plus, your best audio of the day and sound check, including Zach Gelb going scorched earth on Jack Stern. Also, it's a Trash Tuesday. What's bugging you? Finally, Andrew Bogish is stunned to a news over a brain parasite. Yummy, yummy, yum. Advanced analytics and the epic fail. It's the best of the DA show. Yeah, it's now. But first, in the NFL, the Arizona Cardinals heading into a season with a brand new head coach, Jonathan Gannon, as they wipe the stench of the Cliff Kingsbury era off of them. Be you. The man is handsome. The man stinks, though, of rotten, bad football. And so the Cardinals trying to wash away their sins in that regard without their quarterback, Kyler Murray, of course, getting injured at the end of last season. So the Cardinals decide to put him on the early season pop list, physically unable to perform, meaning that Colt McCoy is going to be the starting quarterback in Arizona. Wait, what? Colt McCoy was supposed to be the starting quarterback in Arizona. Respect veteran. He's played in that offense many times before. A guy that's been around the league for a long time. And actually, when he got in there during bouts of injury for Kyler Murray, seemed to perform relatively well. No. No, they're no, they're not going with Colt McCoy. Hmm. They're going with, let me see here, a Josh Dobbs. Okay. Josh Dobbs. So Dobbs is going to be the starting quarterback. Got it. And then it says here, uh, Clayton Toon. Uh Aha. Clayton Toon. So the Cardinals two-headed quarterback monster, Josh Dobbs, Clayton Toon. Brand new head quarterback. Coach, hmm, this smells like a tank. It is where we begin. You're cold open. Yeah, just like with every decision, we look at, uh, you know, the full body of work, um, evaluate our guys. Um, Production goes into that and uh, felt like it was the best decision for the team to move forward with the guys that we have in the room um, to help us win a football game. Here's Murray. 
He takes off and stumbles, brought down at the 44 as he picks up three. And after going down awkwardly, you can't get up. You know, having gone through this process in a different seat a lot of times is a little bit different today because it's it's hard. You know what I mean? You then you know that they care. Uh, they put a lot of sacrifice and hard work into their craft. And um, but you know, ultimately, I think if you're honest with them and they appreciate that and uh, they know that you know we're going to do what we have to do to try to do what's best for the team. So. Um, but yeah, these are tough days. Monty and I aren't going to bring anyone in here that's that the character doesn't check out first. Um, he's extremely intelligent, characters through the roof. Um, he's actually a guy that we looked at signing in the off season, so we kind of did a lot of work on him back then. And um, when it became available, the transaction became available. We decided to make the move. I don't believe it. The most amazing, sensational, dramatic, heartrending. It's DA's top story. Here he goes. It's your cold open. All right, who you heard there was Jonathan Gannon, brand new head coach for Arizona. That was also Joe Buck on Monday Night Football. ESPN discussing or calling the injury for Kyler Murray. The Kyler Murray pup list thing is not surprising at all. He injured his ACL on December the 13th. So the idea that he would be ready to play, especially a guy that is so reliant on being mobile and dynamic and on his legs that was never going to really be a realistic option for Arizona so started the season on the pup list it's only the first four games so no one really expected I don't think that Murray would have played in the first four games anyway so that's really not that big a deal and I think we all would imagine he misses more than those first four games let's even say that the Cardinals are in the middle of a playoff push or are in the middle of the, the top of the, NL, the the NFC West, I find it hard to believe that anybody could have really had belief that, that Kyler Murray would play in the first half of this season. Second half, if he was 100% and their season wasn't in the garbage, then perhaps. But the first four weeks, nah, and the first eight weeks, highly unlikely, and perhaps just the entire season, considering, again... This is a young man who relies so heavily on his legs that you wouldn't want to possibly risk re-injury or permanent injury or what have you, bringing him back on a guy that tore an ACL in mid-December. The Colt McCoy part is the part that starts sniffing a little sideways. I mean... If, if you wanted to remain competitive, and let's just say you were the Cardinals and you said, no, we really believe that Kyler is trending in the right direction and he's done everything in the offseason that we could have expected. Doctors are very confident in him. We think we're going to be pretty good this year. We want to have a building block of winning and success. We don't want to be hot garbage this year. We're going to have a veteran QB give us a chance to win every game first half of the season, and then perhaps we bring in Kyler second half of the season. McCoy's that guy. Let's face it. Now, I know they now have the Browns offense in Arizona, and Josh Dobbs played in that offense. But, I mean, let's be real here. McCoy is is the more stable option, the more the more experienced guy 
to to run that offense to keep their head above water if if they have that possibility. And the deal is they're not going that route. And this is the beginning of the Cardinals kind of tearing up the previous regime's roster and resetting. And I think you saw that with Isaiah Simmons. The fact that they took a guy who was still in his rookie deal, who was the number eight pick overall, and didn't even give him a shot this year to play through maybe the questions about where he really fits on the football field and would trade him away for a seventh-round pick, which is nothing. I mean, a seventh-round pick basically means you gave him away. Suggests that they're ready to totally reboot the entire roster. And what that tells you is, drum roll, please, that what they're trying to do here is not win. Because they know there's Caleb Williams or Drake May at the end of this rainbow. And I'm going to tell you this right now. I don't blame them. If this is a new coaching staff and a new front office that looks at Kyler Murray and says, I don't think we can win with this guy. I don't blame him at all. If they look at him and say, he doesn't have the mentality, the professionalism, the maturity. He didn't have that to get us to the next level. I don't blame him. The red lights blink everywhere around Kyler Murray. And unlike this past April, where you had good quarterbacks, but all of them came with some type of massive question mark. The Panthers hope Bryce Young is their franchise changer. Same thing with the Colts and Anthony Richardson. Same thing with the Texans and C.J. Stroud. But the three of those were not ready-made franchise QBs for one reason or another. This year, Caleb Williams is one of those guys you tank for. I don't think you tank for Bryce Young, even though I like him. But Caleb Williams is a guy that you tank for. And Drake May might be the same thing. So, to me, it doesn't take telling your players we want you to lose. It just takes stripping down the roster to players who can't win. So, yeah, that, this is what the Cardinals are doing. And considering that last year, let's just say last year Caleb Williams was in that draft or Andrew Luck or Peyton Manning or Cam Newton, or one of these guys at number one overall that's just a slam dunk game changer. Last year's number one pick in the draft came down to week 18 and Lovey Smith going for two. So you got to lose every game. You know, you got to take this seriously. You mess around and get a triple-double. You mess around and win a game in September because Colt McCoy leads a game-winning drive. You could have screwed yourself out of a, a franchise guy. Look at the Jets a couple of years ago in Trevor Lawrence. They screwed around and mistakenly won a game. I think it was, what, week 15 or something? And it went from, oh, we've got Trevor Lawrence to, oh, God, now what? Yeah, that's the difference. So I definitely think the Cardinals are thinking that. They don't have to tell their guys to lose. They're just going to put out a roster out there that knows that they can't win. And I don't necessarily think it's a bad, it's a bad decision either. 
Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. CBS presents this program in color. An educated person can't think he's going to get a recruit by uh, strippers coming in. They can fire you, but they can't eat you. And they run through our ass like through a tin horn, man, and we could not stop them. The audio you need to hear. It's DA Soundcheck. Glad you're with us on this Trash Tuesday. You can always listen to us in hundreds of affiliates nationwide, as well as Sirius XM Channel 158. Yeah. Also... This portion of the show brought to you by Wesley Financial. Stuck in a timeshare? Want out? Contact Wesley Financial Group now. Get a free timeshare exit information kit at wesleyfinancialgroup.com. Okay, sound check begins with the Atlanta Braves watching their superstar, Ronald Acuna, get tackled out in the outfield by fans in Colorado. Now, Who knew that the usually totally chill Denver sports fan would be this kind of rambunctious, but a couple of guys ran out and they tried to bear hug or hang out with, exchange numbers with, text, play Wordle with, I don't know, Ronald Acuna out in the outfield. What's that game that you guys play? Whoa. Immaculate something? Immaculate Grid. They were trying to play Immaculate Grid? Yeah, who played for the Giants and the Twins? Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah, that's what they're trying to do. So here's Kevin Pillar talking about the scary situation. I don't think they had any ill intentions 
Um, I think that was pretty evident early on still. I mean, we, we have these rules and regulations in place. We're supposed to feel safe on the field. And, you know, thankfully they weren't there to do any harm. You just never know during those situations, you know, what people's intentions were. Uh, luckily they were just extreme fans of Bronny and, and, and wanted to get a picture or put their hands on them, but in no way is it appropriate for people to leave the stands uh, even more uh, to, to put their hands on someone else. It's a super scary situation, let's face it, when a fan gets on the field and can get to the players and they're, these guys are with Acuna Jr., who is one of the best players in the game, for a couple of seconds before security gets out there. So the Coors Field security team is going to get a tongue lashing this morning all day. A lot of inter-office emails and memos, I'm sure, said. There's going to be a lot discussed here for the security team at Coors Field. But I will say, if you had to be tackled by the fans of any team, not Philly's number one you don't want, I would think New Yorkers, no, Red Sox fans. You, th- there's some cities you just don't want to be tackled by. Rockies fans in the middle of a lost season, late August going into a holiday weekend, you're probably not getting shanked there. Probably not. More like, yeah, you know, some kind of hippy-dippy person's walking out there. Maybe they got some weed brownies for you or something like that. Yeah, Oakland, They're definitely eating weed brownies. Yeah, Oakland might be dangerous. There seems to be a lot of Bay Area football brawls. I wouldn't want to be in the middle of that. Yeah, amongst amongst fans of the same team. No, but you know, you know who this looks like, by the way. Watch the video. The first security guard out there to meet the guy who literally just runs on. They don't get him until like five seconds after he's already tried to bro-hug Acuna. It looks like fellow CBS Sports Radio producer Nick Papa Giorgio Theodoro. He's the first one that makes it out there. And he kind of like, when you used to, like when the first day in pads in football practice, when you were taught hit slam ISO, but you weren't allowed to actually tackle somebody. That's what he does to this fan who grabs Acuna. He basically runs up and just like grabs him. Bro, you got to spear this guy. You got to take him out. You don't know what the intentions are. It could be violence under the guise of, hey, Acuna, big fan. Somebody's on the field to grab one of the best players in baseball. You knock his ass out. That's your job. He failed. And then they got another guy who runs on and just basically bowls into Acuna. What are we doing in Colorado? It was so bad. I didn't know which person ran on the field as the fan. Yes. (laughs) Because you couldn't tell if it was security that was there right. first or the fans just kind of hanging yeah. out with Acuna. <laughs> now, Acuna gets up, and he's kind of like, he's fine, right? Yeah. Seems like he's kind of smiling, like it was all kind of a big gag. So when these two dudes got there, it's like, dude, we love you. You should totally come to a CU game. Bro. Dion's here. Coach Prime, bro. <laughs> Everything's different here, dude. Yeah. Plus the Nuggets. We're like, we won the the. The Stanley thing. Cup. We won the cup. The Nuggets <laughs> won the cup, and the Avs won the NBA title. Yeah. They're like, we're like city of champions, bro. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, well, maybe we'll do a hike or something. <laughs> what, we could hit the canoe or. So, 
It seems like it's pretty chill <laughs> when, the they, canoe. when they when they get out there. <laughs> seems like they're pretty chill, but still, like Pat said, why is course field security so bad? Papa Giorgio's got to do a better job in that video. The first guy gets out there and is hanging out for like 15 seconds yeah. and nobody is even. Then, then they're there and they the other guy just runs across the entire <laughs> field. Nobody sees him either. So Coors Field has three security guards basically and they were all at Ronald Acuna by the time the other guy came out. And none of them are built to be security no, guards. No, no. None of them are built for speed no. or for strength. No. <laughs> if, they, if they had a weapon... Uh, by the time the security got out there, they would have been doing a tribal dance by the end of the, the whole thing. The, the crime would have been committed. Apparently, every security guard at Coors Field also owns a coffee shop that he works at early in the morning. <laughs> it's just his night job. <laughs> Yo, Ronald, please, man. We just want to chill, bro. Uh, oh, security bro, is good. It. It's good. It's good. It's good. It's good. You get it. It's good. Ronald, it's good. It's good. It's good. Dude, like, you're really, really, you're really good. You're so now, fast. Have now, have you ever smoked out of a toaster? <laughs> we built this thing. You can come back to the house with us. It's like ridiculous. How fast can you run from here to third base? <laughs> Ronald, have you ever tried Colorado Kush? Because it is freaking phenomenal. <laughs> I know you. I know, like your Spanish is your first language, bro. And I know you're from Venezuela, but. I got some weed called Venezuelan Vanilla Spice. You're going to love it. <laughs> and dude, Caleb over here, he's got something called Slimer, and it's just like ridiculous. It like makes you feel like a fat pudgy ghost that just eats hot dogs all night. Oh. <laughs> I love Acuna sells it too, and the second guy just like, Hops, skips, and runs into him. <laughs> and he goes down like a bowling pin, like the final bowling pin on a 7-10 split. <laughs> Basically, the second guy comes in like Martin Short. Oh, here I am. Wait for me. <laughs> what are we doing? Where are we going? <laughs> yeah, after, after he assessed the situation and saw the first guy made it out there and didn't get split in half, just got kind of hugged gently. He goes, eh, screw it. I might as well try it. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I can't see me. <laughs> I hear red. <laughs> what do you think of the writer's strike? <laughs> Dude, just have the actors pay the writers. Am I right? Uh. Make me some TV shows, man. Ronald, I heard this take yesterday on the radio. I thought it made so much sense. Why don't the actors just pay the writers? Just Not out of their own deal. pockets and stuff. That's, they could just get the, then we could just get new TVs. No big deal. Now I'm. <laughs> I don't know if it's the edibles making me angry about the writer strike, <laughs> but I'm gonna go run out to Acuna and tell him about it. <laughs> Let's do it, bro. <laughs> then we're gonna dive into the warning track. I love Pete's ending. I know. It's, all, it's, always, it's always melting into the couch. I can't tell if Pete's never been high or has really good drugs. I know. 
Yeah. <laughs> you can tell whether Pete's never been high or is always high. Right. <laughs> <laughs> or was freebasing on the drive-in. <laughs> there was some traffic. Well, he had to make the Labor Day schedule, and so he had to freebasing. That's right, a whole bunch of red. Emmanuel, you're hosting four straight shifts. <laughs> Pat, you're hosting, producing, and anchoring <laughs> all at the same time. <laughs> Next clip is Kirby Smart as the George Bulldogs try to go to a third straight national championship game. Kirby? We have Kirby. Put the pipe down, Pete. <laughs> oh, no. Pipe hit the... Pat... <laughs> He'd hit the crack. That's pipe. actually on me. I'd put that in the uh, in the folder. The minute you do that, you open yourself to distractions, added pressure. What if it doesn't happen? What are you playing for? I mean, there's just so many things that I just don't believe philosophically in doing that because what the previous two teams did has no bearing on this team. It has no bearing. Um, our focus is UT Martin and really us. And that's going to be true whoever we play. Is We have to remain focused on us, and we have to, like I said, set a standard of the way this team's going to practice in a game week. And that's kind of like being where your feet are. Because you don't inherit practice habits. You don't inherit standards. You set them. And they change year to year, and, and you got to kind of acknowledge them. So that's where our focus is. I like Kirby. Kirby's a really good coach. Kirby's a focused guy, recruits obviously really well. Reason that this team has won a couple of national championships in a row. They've got a lot of good talent again this year. I just think they're trying to do something historically that is virtually impossible to do, especially in the modern era. And they're trying to do so after an offseason where there was a lot of problems off the football field, including deaths within the program. I do not like George the three-peat this year. I think it, it only takes one loss at the wrong time. I mean, whether it's the SEC championship game, whether it's you know, the... It could happen in the national championship game. It could happen in, in the, the semifinal. I do not think Georgia ends up, and this is not some type of crazy stretch. It's like they could lose the national championship game. But I, I think we will be surprised that Georgia will show some flaws this year. It's really freaking hard to win three straight national championship games. You know how we know that? Because Saban's never done it. So I'm not betting on Georgia to, to be the one that does it. Here's Jim Harbaugh as Michigan himself imposes a three-game suspension of him. I've heard people comment it's a slap on the wrist. It's it's more like a baseball bat to the kneecaps uh, or, or to the to the shoulder. That's what I equate. I equate everything to football. It feels much closer to that than, than a slap on the wrist. I'm coaching every single day. There will be this Saturday, the following Saturday, the following Saturday. I won't be able to be on the premises or, or at the game. And how am I going to react to that? What am I going to feel at that point? I I don't know yet. I think emotionally, yeah, it might feel like a baseball bat to the kneecaps, as Harbaugh says there. You're not with your team. These are guys that you recruited. These are guys that you coach. These are guys that you know. You are used to being on the sideline. You're used to being the coach no matter who the opponent is. So I think emotionally or mentally on Harbaugh to drain but in terms of the actual on-field product, I mean, they they play East Carolina on Saturday, then UNLV next weekend, and then week three is Bowling Green, and they're all at the big house. So they get three home games, ECU, UNLV, Bowling Green. 
all in Ann Arbor. The effect of this is negligible. I mean, they'll win every one of those games by 40 points anyway. So I, I really, I think it's kind of a, a total non-entity here. Not a slap on the wrist. Baseball bat to the knees. Yeah. Nunchucks to the neck. <laughs> yeah, as they beat East Carolina 55-7 to coming up on Saturday. Finally, our colleague Jack Stern has been a regular guest on the New York Post's Twitter video show. I believe I'm saying this right. New York Post as a as a digital show, at least. And so Jack has been a guest on that show. And I guess the other day he made an appearance and uh, and was very excited to be there. Jack, how's it going, man? I'm doing fantastic, Dexter. College football is finally back. We had a full slate of week zero games yesterday, but I feel kind of like I went to a five-star restaurant and they tried to fill me up with bread and butter. You know, all of the games (laughs) next week are significantly better. I was able to satisfy my craving, but the matchups next Saturday are gonna be really good. So I'm really excited. And, and, uh, that's a big intro right there. Uh, Mind you, he was asked about the Arizona Cardinals. That, that was just the hello. Just how you doing? Uh, and so here is Gelb and update anchor Marco Belletti last night here on CBS Sports Radio. They're having you on, though, to talk about the Cardinals. And he starts off with college football. And he rambled for like 20 seconds before... Talking about the preseason. It's very simple. Like, once again, if that's Deion Sanders on the show, if that's Steve Young on the show, hey, how are you? And they want to speak for three minutes, God bless you. <laughs> when you're Jack Stern of all bleeping people, and Jack Stern's going on for a minute about things that Dexter doesn't even want to talk to, shut the bleep up. That's my reaction. Any thoughts, Mark? <laughs> As Christopher Mad Dog Grusin would say, say something funny, Marco. <laughs> I just, how hard is it to just say, good, thanks for having me? Because <laughs> that's the only answer. That's the literally the only answer. Yeah. And this is not just, oh, because it's in radio. That's the only answer in life. I mean, that's, I mean, that's just, yeah, I mean, you know, how's what it going? What going to say? My favorite good, color man. is blue. I had scrambled eggs today. Well done, bacon. Yeah. And a piece of rye toast. Yeah. yeah, there's a whole lot there. Oh, my goodness gracious. Yeah. <laughs> That's the only answer in life, Marco said. <laughs> That's the only answer in life. Hey, Jack. How you doing? I am great. Except week zero felt like I went to a five-star restaurant <laughs> and I was overserved bread and butter. I'm doing fantastic, Dexter. College football is finally back. We had a full slate of week zero games <laughs> yesterday, but I feel kind of like I went to a five-star restaurant and they tried to fill me up with bread and butter. And you're just like, all right, man. Good to see you, too. So I'm back to Kyler Murray. (laughs) So so, so let's get into Kyler Murray. It took no longer than 20 seconds of that interview to find out, for Dexter Henry, who did the interview, to find out, yep, made a mistake. Yep. This ain't going to go the way I thought it was. You know, all of the games (laughs) next week are significantly better. I was able to satisfy my craving, but the matchups next Saturday are going to be really good. So I'm really excited. Yeah. (laughs) I'm really excited. I want to defer just to Zach Gelb. Yeah. And have his comments stand as mine. I see. 
but just screaming, shut the f up. Well, I mean, there's just there's a lot of questions to be asked here. Like, I've never been invited on Dexter's show, and I see Dexter once or twice a month. We're not oh. strangers, so does he not want to talk to me? Does he think I'm too big for his show? And I'll say no. <laughs> but but Jack and Jack writes for the website. He's on on CBSSportsRadio.com. He's doing spots like this. What kind of PR machine does Jack have that we don't? When you're Jack Stern of all bleeping people. The PR machine of probably begging him to come on. That was real anger. You think you need to you need to beg Jack to do that? You gotta no, no, no. You have to he probably begged Dexter Henry. Oh, he invited himself? I'm sure he probably said, you know, hey, if you ever need a guest, I'd be more than happy to come on. Are significantly better. Please. I was able to satisfy my craving, but the matchups next Saturday are going to be really good. So I'm really yeah. excited. Now, I can make incredible yeah. restaurant analogies to a simple, hey, how are you? <laughs> Now, he was he. I already forgot how his intro was. He Jack Stern from CBS Sports Radio. He was, uh, I believe, columnist. Co- yeah, columnist, sports anchor, sports anchor, and executive producer. I believe. Okay. <laughs> now, just for the record, there was a time when I was at Sirius and I was invited to speak at like a media conference, and I just said yes because a friend asked me, and I got an email from Sirius PR after the release of the media thing had gone out. Asking, telling me that I couldn't do it because they didn't think I was qualified to go somewhere and speak hmm. with serious attached to my name. Wow. Mm-hmm. I feel like that needs to exist <laughs> to some extent here. Talk about a spitz in the face. Yeah, I know. <laughs> that was tough to hear. But it makes sense. There should be guardrails. There should be some kind of filter. So you're suggesting that perhaps... Jack should have went to somebody in our management and asked, can I do this? And they might have said, you know what? We don't want you to be the one representing the network. I think someone somewhere inside this large-ish company called Odyssey should be aware of what we're all doing and should make sure that everyone out there is representing the company correctly. There's not enough quality control. So you're saying that you think that something like that might hurt our brand. I'm saying that sometimes <laughs> our credibility. it's not a free-for-all. <laughs> if you want to use the word credibility, go ahead. Well, well, can we just play this clip again to see whether or not this hurts our network's credibility? Jack, how's it going, man? I'm doing fantastic, Dexter. College football is finally back. We had a full slate of Week Zero games yesterday, but I feel kind of like... I went to a five-star restaurant and they tried to fill me up with bread and butter. You know, all of the games <laughs> next week are significantly better. I was able to satisfy my craving, but the matchups next Saturday are going to be really good. So I'm really yeah. excited. And right, I actually th- started you, a Let's Go Jets chat. Let's go Jets. On the subway tonight, I had a great day. I was extremely productive. I found out my favorite porn star is getting married, which kind of put a damper in the goodness that was going on. But aside from that, I'm doing absolutely fantastic. I mean, you... so that's his thing, huh? When 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 Gelb sent me this clip of Jack, I said sometimes I feel like I'm living in an alternate reality. That this is some type of fun house of life. I mean, just like, how could that be a thing? Yeah, I mean, like, very simply put, like, maybe the rule is you need to be a full-time employee <laughs> before 
before you do guest spots representing the company. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> be a start. Yeah. Or like, you need to have a show to promote. <laughs> Like, I'm the college... Do we still have eye on football? I don't even know. Do we have that yes. crazy... Like, I'm the college football guy, so put me on Dexter Henry's show. Not I do updates every third Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> DA's down. DA has gone down. <laughs> when you jack stir what happens if of that... all bleeping people... What, what happens if that's how they intro Jack? <laughs> Jack Sturdy does an update every third Saturday on CBS Sports Radio. <laughs> That'd be great. <laughs> He's here to talk about the NFC West. <laughs> <laughs> or, or, or college football. <laughs> yeah, There's I mean, honestly. CBS Sports Radio's part-time anchors. <laughs> He's here to talk about the Cardinals quarterback situation. <laughs> honestly. New York Post Sports. Let's talk the here's, Cardinals. Here's, here's, he's here to talk about Clayton too. <laughs> In the Cardinals offense <laughs> and whether he fits into the scheme. Are significantly better. I was able to satisfy my craving, but the matchups next Saturday. He might call him Clayton really Tune so during an update, about. but he knows how good he is at football. <laughs> That's Lune. <laughs> Clayton Tune. <laughs> You just couldn't make it up. You just <laughs> wish it wasn't real, but then Kai you're Boy. so happy that it is real. Jack Stern's here to tell us how <laughs> new offensive coordinator Drew Petzing is going to get the most out of Josh Dobbs. <laughs> <laughs> We're going on a 30-second diatribe about college football, bread and butter. Let's go to Arizona Cardinals insider Jack Stern. <laughs> What's wrong with trying to feed people? Oh, man. It's too good. Oh, it's too good. It's a good metaphor, though, by Jack. It is. It's the bread and butter metaphor. Uh, when has he eaten at a five-star restaurant? <laughs> well, maybe he has. Yeah, the, the backstory is his mom and dad are rich yeah. enough to live half the year in France. He probably only goes to five-star places. Why can't he live the half the year in France? <laughs> So, what's eating you? People that get in the left lane and drive the speed limit. I gotta trash the NFL, man. Trash my ex-girlfriend. You want me to trash that? Trash Tuesday. My favorite day of the week, not for nothing. Time to vent. We take it out like the trash. It's Trash Tuesday. Uh, yes, you can always watch the show on YouTube or on Twitch or at WatchDA.com. Just find the CBS Sports Radio channels there. Full episodes also archived on YouTube. All right, Trash Tuesday, everybody. Pat Boyle, lead us off. DA, I, I have had... I'm going to try to keep calm here. I have had no, enough you're not. of the... Me- every commercial now, and, and, and I barely watch cable TV, but, you know, even if I use, like, the Xfinity app to watch, you know, a live sporting event, you can't avoid the commercials. Every single... Commercial on every commercial break is pharmaceutical advertisements, a pharmaceutical drug, this new drug. And it's they always have the worst names, the most unpronounceable names. So it's like, why can't we come up with a simpler name for this drug that you're going to show me 37 times? And it's always back to back to back, let alone the commercials are horrible. Who is it? 
chairs flopping down on me. Who is in charge of producing and directing and creating these commercials? Because they're the dumbest things I've ever seen. They never make any sense. People are always line dancing and singing about the drug as if you'll ever see anybody do that in real life. And it's always people looking like they're so happy going on a picnic or dancing in a, you know, in between laundry lines and sheets blowing in the wind. Get out of here with these fake stupid things or the old people in the pool doing the synchronized swimming and they put up the sign of the drug name itself as if you could even spell it on your own. The, the songs are the worst, the commercials are the worst, and it's all I see. How many pharmaceutical drugs are there out there in the world? And then, of course, you know, side effects include this, 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 sore knee, you know, bronchitis, death, and some severe cases, death, all internal bleeding. Oh, yeah, sure. I'm sure that that's, you know, thanks that I'm going to get rid of my diabetes or that I'm going to no longer be fat. But, you know, I might, I might die because of this. And it's just the acting is terrible. The song, I can't stand them. I can't. And, and I don't know why I don't just cover my eyes or go on my phone and scroll. I get sucked into them. Trash them. Get them Total Wasteoid. It is an interesting American dynamic that we get to advertise drugs. Huh? I mean, how do you like that? Yeah. You get to, you get to have commercial advertising around drugs. And my new favorite thing, on top of the list of like side effects, even though some of them seem to be proving the drug is not working, because it's like a side effect is what you already had. The new thing is, don't take this if you're allergic to it. You need to, people are that dumb that they're going to plow through allergic reactions to keep taking their medicine? <laughs> Come on. Yeah. Big Pharma has us all by the you know what. And there is no wrangling out of it because the politicos have taken a lot of cash from it and will continue to take cash from them. And nope. they say, uh, yeah, we, we'd we like to have commercials on television about them. Okay, yeah, all right, that sounds good. But, you know, we, we don't want you to name it like Happy Sunshine Pills. <laughs> oh, okay, just got to make sure it's the technical scientific name. No, because, you know, we have some, some morals around here. Pete the Body, who are you trashing? There's many pl- uh, places I can go on uh, trash squirt drinkers. Squirt? Yes. <laughs> the the soda? Okay, I'll listen. Yes. <laughs> you had me at squirt. <laughs> <laughs> no, the, the, the I finally tried this beverage for the first time. Not new. <laughs> yeah, uh, but, but I, at first, I, first time, when I was at the Coca-Cola factory in Atlanta a few years ago, I tried Mellow Yellow. And that stunk. Okay. So then I tried squirt. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Aside from the Founded name. Founded in 1971. <laughs> it might have expired, Pete. That might have been the problem. You don't want bad squirt. So uh, it, it, it is horrible. Uh-huh. And I don't know why anybody would drink mellow yellow or squirt. Where did you find squirt? Random supermarkets. So, like, I'll see it in. A, I'll see it in. Not maybe not stop and shop, but I'll see it somewhere else. Uh, another like a no name supermarket. And you bought a two liter? I, I, no, I just a, a small one. A small a one. one liter. Yeah, yeah. And I tried it. It was horrible. So I don't know why people uh, enjoy that or Mellow Yellow. Well, Mellow uh, Yellow is good. You're wrong on that well, one. Well, but Mellow okay. Yellow stinks. Is it like Mountain Dew? Yeah. No, it isn't. 
I mean, it's it's a, it's an unnatural shade of yellow. <laughs> it's ridiculous. They both suck, and I'm, I'm and they should not be on the shelves. And, and and just the name alone, and both names, I I can't stand it. I can't stand both drinks, so I'm trashing squirt drinkers and mellow yellow drinkers. Okay, get them out. Okay, mm. stinky debris. Now, what's that new one that's all over the NBA star? So that is what um, Sierra Mist was. That, yes. Yeah. Yeah, so they closed Sierra Mist. I think they tweaked the recipe and then renamed it Starry, but it's definitely Starry. Sierra Mist. Yes. I heard they recently added more hops. <laughs> <laughs> and Sierra Mist was kind of a Sprite ripoff, Correct. Right? Which is what 7-Up is? I don't know which came first. The 7-Up seven seven probably is first. 7-Up. But Pepsi went to, went to uh, Sierra Mist to counter Sprite. But 7-Up, Sprite. Sierra Mist, Starry, all in the same family. Yeah, I think it's just yeah. the, the amount of cracked out you get as you go up the ladder, <laughs> and then you get the, the granddaddy of them all, Mountain Dew, yeah. where you will lose all brain cells if you continue to drink it. But Dew, Mellow Yellow, and Squirt are all in the same family. Uh, is Squirt orange flavored, or is it? It's citrus flavored. Okay. And yeah. then you throw a Fresca in there. Fresca's having a renaissance. Yeah, what's that? That's kind of also in that family, citrus. But it has no, it's a... Uh, Diet version. Yeah, it's got no sugar. Right. Yeah. If you remember, it was a trash of mine because I was drinking Fresca and vodkas here. Went to Mexico, thought I can't drink beers all day. Let me have my Fresca and vodkas. Right. And Mexican Fresca is not American Fresca. It's the good Fresca. Mexican Fresca is overloaded with sugar. Yeah. So it is not the healthy option. You were drinking during the show? He, when he says here, he just means in the States. In America. Yeah, yeah. Oh, like at home. yeah. He framed it almost like he was drinking during the show. I thought Bones I mean, I should. was getting ready for his 7.30 update with a fresca and vodka. Mm-hmm. That was nice. It's a long haul with Jim Rome at 12.30. You got to get tanked early. That's a nice. <laughs> Different kind of screwdriver, but it'll, it'll set you right. And then drink some squirt. Yeah, isn't it amazing how good Mexican Coke is? It's just how good soda is. I wish soda was. And I don't, I, I try to drink all these like no sugar ones. I'm sure whatever they put in it to make it no sugar is going to kill me in a oh, different way, way. It's aspartame. Yeah. It's, it's carcinogenic. It's cool. terrible for uh, it. Either that or I'm going to get hit by a truck. So I'll pick one. Yeah, but something's going to get me. People get hit by trucks a lot less than they die from heart disease. <laughs> so I, 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 I hear that a bunch. That's really not a fair comp. <laughs> You know, it's like everybody in your Got family there. everybody in your family dies from cancer or heart disease. You never have anybody die from getting hit by a truck. I know nobody. <laughs> right. What could happen? I actually, I know one person. It could happen. That's true. It could I know happen. one person that got hit by a car and died. Okay. But again, everybody else that you know has died from cancer or heart disease. Well, don't forget, he's a big dementia guy. That's a good point. Yeah. Dementia. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we got, we got that in my family, too. Dementia? Yeah. Nice. Or getting hit by a bus. <laughs> no, we don't have the bus stuff. But I don't want to be the one that sets the standard on that. <laughs> Some families have, you know, I'm the first to graduate college. <laughs> Pete's the first to get hit by a truck in the Bellotti family. I was actually, of, of, of the Bellotti family, I was actually the first to graduate college. There really? you go. Hey. Did your parents? They did a little community college, and then they they... they they but were they out. super proud of you for doing that? Oh, yeah. That was a big deal. And it was all at the same time. My dad retired from New York City Sanitation. My sister graduated high school and I graduated college. Oh, all the same nice. year. Oh, that's a big a big year. Yeah. That's cool. That's very cool. Um, So with a three-month-old, we, you know, of course, you're just 
emptying out the toy chest of like whatever tricks you can possibly do so that he stops crying. And, you know, AJ's like become a pretty good sleeper, but as the day wears on, more and more cranky, more and more fussy, more and more irritable. And there are just points where you're going, okay, you're fed, you're changed. Um, I, I'm bouncing you. We went outside. We're inside. We we did this. We did that. You did bouncy chair. We did tummy time. Like, what else could there possibly be? And we found that AJ likes music. He likes kids' music specifically. So, you know, we do a lot of nursery rhymes on the phone. You play a uh, little I, you know, Apple Music or a Spotify playlist, and he's listening to all the nursery rhymes, the limericks. And... Uh, I had um, a playlist up on YouTube. And so, you know, we're listening to, what, the Three Blind Mice and the Little Monkeys and all those songs, right? And he's kind of into it. So I'm just, thank God, just some peace and quiet. He's not crying. He's in, he's listening, he's listening, listening. And then middle of a song, YouTube ad pops up. Mm. And just screeching halt. They're advertising whatever, and now he starts crying. <laughs> no, no, I have to leap over the counter to hit the next button, but it won't play because you got to let the first 15 seconds play of the ad. Advertising a drug. Can you? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Can you just YouTube wait until after the song? In between the songs, we can play the ads, but during the song, you're interrupting AJ Zen, and it is killing me let's face it that's straight trash what's that things that you uh you deal with when you're just trying to put your your kid to bed things that bogus does not miss anymore no now my kids won't go to bed do you sing to that uh, sing to aj a lot yeah a lot of singing. A lot, a lot of singing. Of yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, me and the Bourbon Bell are like vaudeville performers. It's <laughs> like, what's your next sketch? What's your next song? I'm coming on stage after you. What do you got? The new version of Sharon Lois and Bram. <laughs> got the guitar out everything. Steven in South Carolina, I'm trashing the other parents in our neighborhood. They changed our bus stops to just one. We live at a stop sign, not the bus stop. It lets my kids on instead of that walking to the stop and people are upset, yelling, and cursing. So trash them. I'm getting queasy. Daryl is trashing Pat Boyle for his disrespect for the area code 316. I understood it the first time when he wasn't sure where it was, but don't disrespect the home of Barry Sanders, Pizza Hut, and myself. The air capital deserves better. Hold your nose. That's I, some smelly rubbish. I still don't know what it is. The Wichita. Home of Wichita. Wichita? That's who created Pizza Hut? <laughs> I, I guess. I did not know that. Pizza Hut, and I say this with love, Pizza Hut sucks. Whoa. Easy. Whoa. Wait a minute Whoa. now. Easy. Whoa. We got some Whoa. Pizza Hut lovers here in the house. Hey, is that hey, so? Hey, hey, not talking hey, about Squirt. Hey. Come on. Hey, hey. <laughs> I can't. I can't. can't. Every time you keep saying it. First the drugs, now squirting. Dixieland Dan is trashing the, quote, huge woman I saw, stick her hand down the back of her pants, start digging for gold, and then smell her hand. (laughs) (laughs) So the female Sean. That's got to be great to witness in person. Oh. 
Let's trash her. Totally gross, dude. Again. Please keep your social distancing. And speaking of, Dixieland Dan happens to be on hold right now, hopefully to shed some light of the situation. Dan, good morning. Good morning, DA. Permission to come aboard? Permission, Grant. Yeah, dude. I was standing in line at Goodwill. I had to go buy a new belt because my fat ass broke mine yesterday. And this woman was pushing three bills, uh-huh. dude. She was huge. Standing at the checkout, just stuck them down the back, started digging around, and then she tried to play it off. Started like she was going to scratch her nose, but you could, <laughs> clearly she, she was sniffing oh. that thing. Like she was snorting a line of coke off her oh. hand. I was like, oh my God, dude. I was just you throw up. Because she oh. was nasty looking. Oh. So, that one was bad, and then I also want to trash a certain update anchor last week. Bogus can probably attest to this. No matter what the conversation was that was going on, their kids somehow wound up into the conversation. <laughs> the only one they didn't wind up into was about a hawk and a snake, and I'm surprised that said update anchor son wasn't snapping footballs into the Hawks trash. <laughs> and the third thing I want to trash was last night I was going to put my little chickens up and I went to close the roost door, seen something and realized I had almost grabbed a five foot king snake. Whoa. Uh, you want to talk about a heart attack at eight o'clock last oh. night? Finally got the door open, got a hold of that thing with a rake. He had to go. Yeah. You want to talk oh. about almost having an oopsie in your britches at 8 o'clock last night? That'll damn near do it to you. <laughs> but happy Trash Tuesday, guys. I hope y'all have a better day than I had yesterday. And I'll talk to y'all later, buddy. Right on. Thank you, Dan. Nice Warm, job. sizzling garbage. Dixieland Dan went out to the chicken coop, nearly grabbed a five-foot king snake. What's worse, the uh, person in front of you online or the snake? <laughs> yeah. Imagine grabbing that. Oh, and the snake. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, but the snake. <laughs> Moist Pork says, welcome back, DA. My neighbor can't figure out how to change the settings on her sprinkler. And every night after work, I have to play dodge the sprinkler to get into my front door. And when I want now to mow, to mow my lawn, I can't because the grass is wet. So get her out. Splash Brothers. More like the Trash Brothers. Foxy is trashing all the haters of Mraz on social media. At least get to know him before you say he's terrible. Hashtag stinky pork. Hashtag feeling good, doing well. That's just (laughs) offensive. I would agree. Get to know Mraz. Then trash him. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Or just do it now and don't waste time. That's right. Foxy then has sent along some comments from social media. Johnny6282 says, please no more Mraz. Michael writes, this bald guy with the hat is the most unbearable person ever to listen to. (laughs) Jay McHugh, this guy has the absolute worst takes. Boy, Foxy, for defending your friend, you're really sending us a lot of ammunition. (laughs) Appengott, Mraz should not be allowed to have a microphone. (laughs) Sam Rondo, Hard to listen to this today. Mraz, blind Yankees fan. Can't make knowledgeable baseball points. Mikey O'Baby. Mraz has zero redeeming qualities. 
That's a lot of burners, Pete. Keep him busy. <laughs> Again, Foxy, are you trying to defend? <laughs> Jay Larks, the light. get rid of this clown morash already. Why well, I ordered a couple of wrist guards. I mean, it's horrible. NY Mets 8617, please. Morash has got to go. Three exclamation points. Again, uh, Foxy. <laughs> <laughs> Friends like you, who needs enemies? Those are the people that like him. And his point is, you're not wrong, but you're early calling it. <laughs> and that is a fair take. Yeah, do some more research. Yeah, then got, hate him. Exactly. You got to give, give it a few weeks. See some really bad ones. <laughs> oh, yeah. I cannot read on the air. These are ones we could actually... Talk about. I mean, what do you like, Foxy and whoever else? If you get upset about online troll, what do you expect? That is the nature of social media. Yeah. Nobody's going to say nice things about you. <laughs> it's anybody, anybody who's commenting hates you and is probably never going to say anything to your face, probably will never see you, and is just there to be a troll. That's that's the nature of it. And everybody on social media hates new stuff. Oh, if it's new. It's going to get crushed. No I only what. thought I thought old people were the only ones resistant to change. Everybody is resist. Nobody wants change. Yeah, exactly. All right, that's the first chapter of trash Tuesday. There were plenty more trashes coming in here. Did uh, did bogus? What was your trash? Bogus? I didn't have one. Oh, I wasn't is that what asked. you were saying to me, Pete? Yeah. Go to yes. Why did I think you had a trash? I, I thought know. you trashed Fresca. No, no, no. no I no. remember that I, I oh, did. Oh, sorry. Bogues, what's your trash? It's okay. I had nothing to prepare. I have a really good week, so I got nothing to trash. No, come on. Uh, Are those maggots? <laughs> so I was coming in this morning on the railroad, and my phone buzzes with an alert that the subway that I would normally take from Penn Station down here is just not running. Apparently, it was like a water main break in Times Square this morning, and it's flooding the subway, so you can't come down the west side of Manhattan on the subway. There's a secondary option, subway-wise. I checked. I can check on the app when the next train is. It's 20 minutes away. So I go, okay, I got to get in the cab. I got to get to work. I'm going to be late. Get in the cab. I'm in the cab for, it's got a little, the timer's going. In the cab for seven minutes, going from 34th Street straight downtown. I don't know what it is, 30 blocks to here. The cab ride cost me $17. Mm-hmm. Seven minutes from Penn Station to our front door. Yep. Just nine dollars and thirty cents. The actual fare. That's actually palatable. It is two fifty congestion surcharge. One dollar extras. One dollar improvement surcharge. Oh. Fifty cent state surcharge. And then my my three dollar tip gets me to seventeen dollars and change to get here. Seventeen dollars to a for a seven minute cab ride. And they wonder why Uber and ride shares have taken over yeah. cabs yep. and why the cab industry here in the city is a disaster and deteriorating. Yeah. $17 for a six and a half minute cab ride. I mean, we didn't, it's just green lights. We're free sailing downtown. Mm-hmm. $17. That, that used to be 10 bucks. Yep. Maybe less. Yeah. 10 bucks with tip. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because we used to do it a lot, Pete and I, and, and, and it was about 10 bucks a pop. Now it's almost 20 also, okay, trash him. That's just human filth. Did you? Can you order that on an app? That that is, yeah. You pay like you sit in the cab and you put a code in. Each cab has its own code, and you put it into an app, and then it like links you, and then you just pay but through to, the app to catch the cab. No, the cabs are sitting outside Penn Station. Yes, but that's another annoyance, right? I mean, that's the problem with the cab industry as well. When you're an Uber, you can just boom, 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 and then you there's a map and how long is it going to take to get you? There. Right. Cab for a cab, set. you physically have to go get the cab, and yeah. then it's also more expensive. Yeah, I mean, I mean, they're literally at the top of the staircase, so that was not a problem. 
But the, I see people around the city constantly trying to hail oh, camp yeah. all the time. Yeah. It's like it, they are worse in every regard than ride shares. Right. They, they have not changed. No, not even a little bit. And whatever that congestion surge is, that's a New York City problem, and it's just it's ridiculous. Yeah. By the way, Cap said $3 tip, pretty light. No, it's 20%. It's built into the thing. Because I think they, they do it off of what the fare is, not all the extra stuff. Why is that like, pretty light? Is a fourteen dollar fare right, or is it seventy dollars? It was it was, was nine thirty. Right, but the total so fourteen something. Yeah. Yeah. So he he tipped twenty percent. Yeah. Right? They're lucky they're getting a tip. Here's my tip. Lower your rate. Well, again, it's not his fault. It's like his charges. Man, you care. are so bad understanding who's the problem in things. I don't care. I don't I care. Seriously. I'm in the cab. Here's a tip for I'm, you, buddy. I'm in the cab. Get a new job. Right. Right. I don't care. I'm not going to see the guy again. I, I'm, I'm in the cab with somebody who has absorbent prices. What am, I mean, what well, about you're him, using the service? I got to give him 20%. I got to give him this. I got to give him that. They're charging me everything. Enough. But that's yeah, not but that's his a Schwartz fault. move. Yeah, you can't not Schwartz tip move. because I, you don't like the pricing of the, the, Schwartz, of the, the entity. The Schwartz move is giving him a dollar. If I'm giving him three dollars, I mean to take me up, take me up thirty blocks, and all the lights are green. I mean, I, all right, you can deal with thirty bucks. I mean, deal with three bucks. Yeah, so you're you're saying you would tip three bucks? Yeah. Well, that's what. Yeah. So we're back to. I was right. Cap saying it's too much. Well, where is oh. he coming from? Gloria Vanderbilt. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he went to Colorado. <laughs> that video money. With that video money, he's got stream cash. <laughs> he's stream taking cash for what? fun. Yeah. <laughs> Take us out to dinner. He's paying with Twitch dollars. That's <laughs> yeah, just funneling all of our YouTube revenue right into his own direct deposit. Stupid. Totally stupid. He's coming from Gloria Vanderbilt's mansion every morning. That's right. To come run the show and to do silly memes for Target Demo Friday. Guy's swimming in cash. Here's $4 from my camera. You were talking about the Vanderbilt family? <laughs> I thought you meant, like, the pride of Vanderbilt <laughs> University. I was like, wait a minute. He didn't go there. <laughs> the best part about today is that Pete dropped a Gloria Vanderbilt and a squirt. I mean, yeah. is this could this day get any better? <laughs> it's just... That's and, what the... <laughs> and, and his weed, weed noises. Oh, that's true. Uh, that's true. Yeah. Oh, my God. I'm yeah. just going to toast to Pete on Thursday. Yeah. There was also an outdated <laughs> reference about you guys singing. He picked people that I didn't know who you were. Some act <laughs> that I did not understand. <laughs> Jack, I don't even remember. It was something in Bram. Yep. Sharon, Sharon Lois and Bram. Yeah. Who's <laughs> that? They were the folk they were folk singers for kids back in the eighties. <laughs> sure they were. They were. One of them's dead now, but you know. <laughs> Standing by for headlines. Here it is, Mr. Andrew Bogish. DA, if things don't work out with Victor Hovland, maybe Boyle's aunt turns her attention to Julio Rodriguez. Oh, here's the set and the 1-1 on the way to Julio. Swing and a drive deep into center field. Butler going back, looking up. Goodbye, baseball. Into the pen. Julio Rodriguez with his 24th home run of the season. Three RBIs on the night. It's now the Mariners. Six and the A's nothing. That's from Mariners Radio. J-Rod capping off a four-hit, three-RBI night. A 7 nothing win over Oakland. That is five four-hit games in his last ten. 
He is the first player since 1938 with five four-hit games in one calendar month. Wow. And the M's keep their one-game lead on Houston and Texas atop the AL West. The Astros smash the Red Sox 13-5. Okay. Jose Altuve collecting the first cycle of his career. And the Rangers rallying for a 4-3 win at the Mets. They scored twice top nine. They had lost their previous 100 games when trailing after eight innings. Oh, Two fans got onto the field in Denver last night. The first able to embrace Ronald Acuna Jr. in right field before security got to him. Acuna then got knocked over when the second dude arrived but was okay. Kevin Pillar ran from left field to help Acuna. Thankfully, uh, the intentions weren't, uh, you know, they weren't out there to do harm to him. They were just really big fans of him, but... Like I said, no way, in no way is that appropriate. Acuna had four hits and five RBI in the 14-4 win. His next homer will make him the first player ever with 30 long balls and 60 steals That's in amazing. the same season. That's amazing. I would have guessed that Ricky did that once. Yep, I would have thought so too, but I guess he never hit 30 home runs because Ricky had 60 stolen bases every time, right. every year. But we've had a 30-30 guy many times over and some 40-40 guys, but never a 30-60. It's crazy. Acuna could do 40-60. Yeah. I mean, he could do it this year. He could do 40-70. I love the guys are st- stealing bases again. Yeah, I know. It's totally. great. Yep. He uh, might, not this year, but he might be able to do 50-60. Yeah. It'd be hard to, is Acuna a 50 home run guy, you think? He could. God, I hate them so much. He's good. They're so good, and they're so young, and they're all paid already. Jerks. Yeah, they seem to know how to do things well. Just win a World Series. Get them out. Uh, the Brewer win streak is nine. Their NL Central lead is five after a 6-2 win at Wrigley. Those Cubs keep their half-game edge on Arizona for the second wildcard spot with the D-backs losing at Dodger Stadium 7-4. The Giants now a game and a half behind Arizona after beating the Reds 4-1. The Twins, a season-high seven-game lead on the Guardians in the AL Central, courtesy of a 10-6 decision over Cleveland. Royce Lewis with his second Grand Slam in as many days. And the O's <laughs> blank the White Sox 9-zip. Their lead over idle Tampa Bay in the AL East is now two and a half games. The Liberty topped the Aces 94-85 in Brooklyn in a meeting of the two best teams in the WNBA. Vegas now has a four-game lead for that top spot. And on night one of the U.S. Open, Coco Goff outlasting Laura Siegmund in three Siegmund. sets and nearly three hours. The players bicker with each other over how slowly Siegmund was playing and neither liked the chair umpire. I'm just happy that I was able to overcome all that. wasn't playing my best tennis, but uh, I think, you know, every... Well, most of the time, usually every Grand Slam, you have one bad match, and I'm glad I was able to get that out the way in the first round. Nothing that a post-match uh, doobie couldn't fix. Uh, Caroline Wozniacki <laughs> also won last night as her comeback <laughs> continues, and Novak Djokovic, a straight-set win on the men's side. And now, we're getting started. <laughs> doesn't take much to surprise this bouncing baby boy. This is honestly the most stunned I have ever been on the show to a news. The DA show is stunned to a news. I don't like cats. So at some point in 2021, a woman in Australia goes to the hospital. She's got abdominal pain, diarrhea. She's dehydrated. She gets treated and she goes home. Okay. In 2022, she's back at the hospital, this time complaining of three months of forgetfulness and increased depression. So the checks begin. 
Doctors decide she needs a brain biopsy. They're fearing she has cancer or some other kind of abscess in her brain. As they're doing this biopsy, they see some kind of mark on the screen. They go to it, and the doctor pulls out a three-inch worm. A living three-inch worm. This thing is wriggling on the OR table after it's pulled out of this woman's head. Now, this type of parasite is not known to bother humans. It is often found in a type of snake, and this woman lives near a sanctuary that houses some of those snakes. The snake, the parasite spreads. Its eggs come out with snake droppings. This woman forages for some of her food, like local vegetation. So the theory is the things that she was picking up and cooking contaminated with this with the eggs of this parasite ate them initiated the stomach problems didn't fix it then and this thing found itself in her brain causing her problems we know all of this because doctors wrote a huge story about it in some journal that just came out yesterday they pulled a living three inch worm out of her brain oh god even the doctor was like, this is gross. Dude, that's the kind of stuff. Like, I'm, I'm okay with most stuff. That kind of stuff, a living worm, a parasite in your brain, the eggs, that's enough to make me right, you lose wanted to eat, my lunch. You wanted to eat breakfast. poop ice cream yesterday. The surgeon said it continued to move with vigor as we took it out of the Ugh. brain. We all felt a bit sick. Talking about the operating team. Ugh. Are you kidding? Yuck. And how about this? That a three-inch worm actively living in your brain could cause memory loss. Yeah. Like, not something more severe. You could operate your day. Your motor function was fine. Your stomach was all right. Your digestion was right. Yeah. You just you didn't remember what happened last Tuesday. And every part of your brain is, like, different jobs, right? So I wonder if it had gone to a different place. Could she have ended up being, like, mean or having motor issues, or like you could have just done all sorts of or things been to her brilliant. body. Yeah, right. She's a savant. Leave it in. <laughs> wow. Wow. Three-inch worm in your brain. You know, sometimes you wake up, you say I'm having a bad day, mm. and then you realize I don't have a three-inch worm yeah. living in my brain. I'm worm-free. Well, you know, it could be worse. And if you're if you're freaking out, grossing out doctors, that's a bad thing. Like, if they can't handle it, exactly. if they're freaked out by exactly. it, that's bad stuff. You know, I just recently had uh, my ears cleaned uh, at one of these ear, nose, and throat places. And uh, I was in and out within seconds. You know, they cleared a little earwax out, and we were good to go. But I, w- I just thought, oh, my God, this is the most disgusting occupation ever. That This woman has to look inside everybody's ear and dig out whatever is in there. Op, people that do operations, people that look in ears, people that clean teeth, people that, you know, I mean, just like, we're sickos, we're disgusting human beings and yeah. species. People that work in on the internal side of things, I mean, people that work on, like, skin conditions and stuff, just... Colonoscopies. Uh, at the Colonoscopies. End of the, at the end of the school year, there was a lice problem at my kid's school. There are just places, they exist... For, to check lice. Like, you go to, like, lice, is, lice are us, and they just sit there, and they scoop through your hair looking for, for lice. How nasty is that job? Oh, Who's the mascot in lice are us? 
<laughs> a big dancing uh, giraffe. <laughs> oh, you eat a lice. Come here, kids. Oh, check it out. Oh. Oh. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. No one knows what analytics is. They think it's like a bunch of nerds doing math, which I don't know, maybe that's what it is. It's time now for the Mothership's Advanced Analytics. A week from Thursday, the NFL season opens up, and the Chiefs are going to host the Lions. They're also hosting a virtual tailgate where you can sign on, log in, and watch some musical acts and things of this nature, and so it's a virtual tailgate. Would you attend a virtual tailgate party? 84% of you said, no, because I have a life. Now, along with SNL star Heidi Gardner, who is a Chiefs fan, her appearance as the host, there will be 90 minutes of a show hosted by YouTube stars, the Merrill Twins, along with performances from TJ producer, DJ producer duo, Two Friends. Tailgatingideas.com tells us that no virtual tailgate is complete without adding some flair to your living room. Adding some games into the mix like virtual beer pong and cornhole can really make the experience that much better. Virtual cornhole. What are we doing? Pat Boyle suggests that you take a long walk off a short pier. If you have that little going on in your life that you're actually attending a virtual tailgate. As we said, maybe the better idea is just go to a sports bar and try to find Chiefs fans or Lions fans or something that are watching the game so you can have some real human interaction. Play a little quick pick. Okay, let's get to your epic fail of the morning. A couple of dudes came out of the stands in Denver last night and looked like they might accost Ronald Acuna Jr., except they didn't really do that. They just kind of hugged him. Here it is, your epic fail. Even the DA show is not perfect. We know. Shocking. Here's the epic fail. Big gag, so when these two dudes got there, it's like, dude, we love you. You should totally come to a CU game. Bro, Dion's here. Coach Prime, bro. <laughs> Everything's different here, dude. Yeah. Plus the Nuggets. 
We're like, we won the 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 Stanley thing. Cup. We won the cup. The Nuggets <laughs> won the cup, and the Avs won the NBA title. They're like, we're like city of champions, brah. Uh. Maybe we'll do a hike or something. <laughs> what? We could hit the canoe, or dude, like you're really, really, you're really good. You're now, so fast. Have, now, have you ever smoked out of a toaster? <laughs> we built this thing. You can come back to the house with us, and it's like ridiculous. How fast can you run from here to third base? <laughs> Ronald, sure. Have you ever tried Colorado Kush? Because it is freaking phenomenal. <laughs> I know you. I know, like your Spanish is your first language, bro. And I know you're from Venezuela, but I got some weed called Venezuelan Vanilla Spice. You're gonna love it. <laughs> what do you think of the writers' strike? <laughs> Dude, just have the actors pay the writers. Am I right? Uh. Make me some TV shows, man. Ronald, I heard this take yesterday on the radio. I thought it made so much sense. Why don't the actors just pay the writers? Just Nothing out of their deal. own pockets and stuff. That's, they could just get the, then we could just get new TVs. No big deal. I love Pete's ending. I know. It's, all, it's, always, it's always melting into the couch. I can't tell if Pete's never been high or has really good drugs. I <laughs> now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can't tell whether Pete's never been high or is always high. Right. <laughs> Epic fail, you loser. That is why you fail. Epic fail. We were talking about whether our domestic leagues can crown a champion. We can call them world champions. My buddy Penn's texting and say, you know what? There is a track and field league around the world. It's like their tour. It's called the Diamond League. And John in PA says, DA, I can forgive you for not knowing about the European League of Football or the Japanese X League, but you forgot the Canadian Football League. <laughs> right. That's a good point. That's actually a good point. So it's Chiefs versus the Edmonton Elks coming up after the Super Bowl. <laughs> Thanks to Pat Boyle, executive producer. Pete the Body Bellotti on the Wheels of Steel and Audio Director. Andrew Bogish on your headlines. Andrew Kaplan, the Wizard of Watch DA. I'm DA. We'll see you tomorrow. Be good and be good to one another. The Mothership disconnects. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 